Hello, I'm reading today The Deliverance of Dancing Bears by Elizabeth Stanley. There was once a large brown bear who dreamed of a different life, a life of wandering in the forests, of drinking the cool, clear water of mountain streams, of eating there with her partner in the shallows where the fish pause to rest among the smooth rocks beneath the surface. And lying lazily in the sun with her babies, as they climbed over her and licked her big brown face, a life of peace and freedom. To make these dreams, the bear had to close her eyes to the bars of the iron cage in which she lived. To lift the thrashing shining fish from the stream of her dreams, she had to fold her legs beneath her body so she could forget her sharp claws had long since been cut. The babies of her dreams nuzzled up to a warm wet nose which was not shackled with the hard iron ring that she now must wear day and night. So she spent most of her life curled into herself, eyes closed, wandering in the forests of her mind. But these dreams were regularly broken by Harluk, her keeper, who came clattering at the door of the cage, shouting and swearing and smashing a long wooden rod against the bars. Harluk was full of anger and he terrified the bear. She was so afraid of his wrath and cruelty that she would have lashed out in defence had he not blunted her claws and sawn off her teeth. Instead, she succumbed fearfully to the heavy chain, latched to the ring around through her nose and the sting of the rod that she felt across her back. Each day, Harluk took her to the market square where he made her dance to amuse the people gathered there. Around and around the poor bear turned on her two back legs, her head pulled from side to side by the chain. People stopped and stared and sometimes threw their coins into the hat which he tossed on the ground. The performance continued for many hours until the day began to fade and the stalls closed and people went home. Then Harlock would lead the bear back to her cage and lock the door, always the same, dancing by day and then dreaming. Harlock never understood that it was the dreaming, not the bread and water he left each evening, that kept this bear living year after year. One day, an old man followed Harluk back from the market square where the bear had been dancing. What do you want for this dancing bear? asked the man. Harluk looked at him suspiciously. More than you would be willing to pay, he answered. Name your price, replied the stranger. Harluk was paid a large sum of money over which he gloated greedily as he hurried away, leaving the old man, Yusuf, holding the bear by the chain which hung from her nose. Oh, how often I have watched you, poor beast, 
dancing humiliated in the market on this loathsome chain. He said, I've dreamed of you wandering in the forests where you belong and fishing in the mountain streams and I feel too ashamed to have you dancing here another day. I have no way of returning you to your home and loved ones, but come with me and I can restore to you perhaps a little happiness. So Yusuf took the bear home to where he lived, in a humble cottage by wood outside of town. And beyond the cottage, running down to a small stream, was a garden of long green grass and shady trees. Yusuf led the bear into the garden, down to the stream where she dropped into the soft grass and plunged her shackled nose into the water to drink. Yusuf bent to stroke her head as she drank, but the poor creature cowered at her touch. And her eyes widened in terror when he drew close. The old man wept. He understood the depth of her suffering. He took the iron ring from her nose and caressed her reassuringly and then left her to discover the tranquility of his garden and carefully prepared a resting place under the shelter of the trees. During the weeks that followed, Yusuf cared for the bear with tenderness and compassion. She had begun to trust him. In the afternoons, they sat together by the stream under the trees. And in the evening, he would feed her generously and leave her to sleep. One morning, many months later, Yusuf came to the marketplace to buy a donkey. The old man found a crowd milling and it took him some time to press his way through to discover what was drawing their interest. Aghast, he came upon the gypsy Harluk, flaunting a small bear cub and forcing him upright on two legs with a wrench of a chain that held his tender snout. Harluk's wooden staff cracked mercilessly across the nose of the little bear and he dropped whimpering. The crowd looked on with dumb curiosity. Ah, look who is here, the madman who would squander his savings for a stupid bear, scorned Harluk, as he caught sight of Yusuf, straining forward through the crowd. Old man, where is your bear? Have you lost her? Have you come to buy another? He taunted. The people stared at Yusuf in silence. His savings for a much-needed donkey were in his pocket. Yes, he said quietly, the same price again. He held out a fistful of notes to Harluk, he snatched the money without hesitation. Sounds of protest began to break out from the watching crowd. Harlock, you're a tyrant to take the old man's money. Surely it's all he has, accused one man. Give it back, Harlock. The man is old and already poor, demanded another. Harlock had the money securely in his pocket and was pushing defiantly against the crowd. It wouldn't let him pass. Yusuf thrust his hand into the air and called out, please, stop, let him go. But a young man insisted, Yusuf, he has robbed you. He had Harluk by the hair and held him relentlessly. 
No, replied Yusuf. He took up the chain which restrained the small miserable bear and tended the bleeding muzzle. Sometimes one must pay a high price for a different life. For a life one has dreamed of, he stroked the bear. The peace he could now share with the tormented young creature seemed a fitting kind of restitution at the end of his own long life of struggle. You good people have at last spurned this man and his performing bears. Ah, look, we'll pay a high price for his shame. But now he too has a chance to dream of something different. The people released Harlock, who fell to the ground. Humbled by Yusuf's words, he watched silently as the old man and the bear walked home together to the little cottage by the wood.